0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Red Cedar Podcast. It is your boy ST here, coming back at you with another installation on the Red Cedar Podcast. Today, I'm going to be breaking down the Big Ten football schedule. Yes, we are in game week, and more specifically, I'm going to be giving My predictions on the records for all 14 Big Ten teams. Make sure if you are not already, go follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Go check out my newsletter on Wix.com. That link will be on my Twitter account and should be in the description of this podcast. So let's just hop right in, gang. Let's just start out with, I think as a broad term, we are just going to go week by week and I'm going to give you some big games that I am looking forward to and my predictions for those games. And then at the end, I will give you the updated uh, standings in terms of all the games I went through each week, picked the winners, and then... Compies the East and the West standings uh, given of what I came up with. So let's hop into this. All right, so to start the year, the Big Ten has five teams ranked in the top 25, even without playing a game yet. OSU is ranked number six, Penn State eight, Wisconsin 14, Michigan 18, and Minnesota's at 21. I find those to be a little weird. I don't know why Minnesota is not higher than Michigan. They should be I think they should swap spots, but you know how that goes. Um so let's jump into week one. I think there is a couple I'm not gonna talk about all the games. I'm just gonna talk about the big ones that will have an impact on my records uh when it is coming. Out then I'm obviously not going to talk about all of the MSU ones because I will have a podcast later this week breaking down each game. Uh, so there'll be a few ones in here where MSU is in a matchup that I want to talk about that we will talk about it there. But uh, so week one. Yeah, so week one, we have. Week one, one of the biggest games is, I think, Iowa-Purdue. I think I have them kind of the middle of the pack, and the West, kind of like, I think Minnesota and Wisconsin are the top two in the West, and I kind of got them slated right behind them. So I think this will be a big game in terms of uh, standings and positions at the end of the season. Uh, second game I got there is Michigan and Minnesota. Obviously, that is the 730 ABC game, so that's going to be a big game, too, as well. When it comes to the Iowa-Purdue game, I got Iowa winning that one, which, um, kind of a spoiler alert, this will help them, as I think Iowa and Purdue will finish with the same record. I will not say what record yet, but uh, I'll reveal that at the end, so... Iowa will have the edge in terms of how the standing goes uh, after getting this week one win. Michigan and Minnesota, 18-21, uh, 7.30 Saturday night. This is going to be an interesting game. Don't really know what to expect here, but I think, to me... This, I think, is an easy choice. Michigan is breaking in a new new quarterback, and, you know, uh, they lost a lot to graduation, draft, all that. Um, Minnesota is still, you know, projected to be one or two in the West uh, with Wisconsin. I got Minnesota winning this one. They're at home. I know home field doesn't really matter that much this year, especially for Big Ten with no fans in the stands, but I got them winning this. Uh, start out one to zero on the season. Week two, I got two games as well this week flagged as uh, big games, and it's pretty obvious to look at what are the two big games here. It is OSU versus Penn State and Michigan State versus Michigan. That school down the road, big two big rivalry games this week. Let me start out with Ohio State versus Penn State, and actually, let me check while we are talking about this. I know they released the game time for Michigan State-Michigan at 12 o'clock on Big Noon Saturday. Um, I was really actually surprised about that, if I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I thought we would for sure at least get the... Um I thought for sure we would at least get a 330 game. I uh, I figured Penn State Ohio State would get the seven thirty and we would get the three thirty, but that is not the case. We have twelve o'clock on Fox. So let's see if where Penn State. Yep. As I figure, Penn State, Ohio State's gonna be the seven thirty game. Um what's the three thirty game then? Georgia Tech Notre Dame? Why? Uh, I think we should definitely have that game, but uh, oh well, it's whatever. So anyway, back to the matchup. So Ohio State, Penn State, two best teams in the East, two best teams in the conference, in my opinion, uh, I, I don't think that's really a secret. Some may argue Minnesota or Wisconsin is a second spot. Ohio State's clearly the best team in the conference, but um, I think Penn State's the second best team. But uh, even though they're at Penn State this year, won't be having a whiteout, won't be having the fans, obviously. So that won't play as big a factor. I think Ohio State gets the win here and moves to 2-0 on the season. At at this point, I think they'll be in the top four, top three, uh, probably. Uh, I think they'll definitely jump Georgia after they play, especially after this game. If they win week one, they play Nebraska. So that's not going to move the needle too much. But after two weeks, I think they'll definitely move ahead of Georgia with one loss. And then Michigan State versus Michigan. Um, Last year, obviously, did not go well for the Spartans down in Ann Arbor. But at that point, we were coming off of a uh, really, really bad collapse. Uh, Mentally, I don't know how much the team was still locked in after... Blowing uh what, I think we were up twenty eight to three, uh something like that in the second half or late second quarter. Um, I forget I try to block that game out of my memory, but up big and we unfortunately blew the game and then we had to go in there at twelve o'clock, big noon Saturday again last year, and it didn't go well. We scored the first touchdown on a little uh play action uh bootleg to Max Rosenthal, our fullback, but uh, after that, it was did not go well. Um, to say the least, and you know stuff that usually we do not get involved in in terms of cheap shots. Um, I think uh, Jacob Poashhouk had a cheap shot, if I remember, correctly, unfortunately, and it was just it was just silly stuff that you know we're not known for and should not be what happens. Uh, to us in a rivalry game like that or any game, but you know that happens. Um, I think last year—don't get me wrong—last year's team definitely had more talent. But there's—I know a lot of people are down on MSU this year, especially with new coaching staff and everything. But um, not gonna give too much because I'm doing specifically an MSU show. But just—I'm just gonna say—I don't think they will be as down as some people have them. Um, I know I'm an MSU fan. I know, you know, I specifically write for MSU and talk about MSU, but I think that the talent is there. And last year, you know, they had that tough four or five-game stretch. Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, uh, Michigan in there too. I mean, that was rough, obviously, but uh, I think – You know, new people and new energy, I think they'll be able to compete in this one. And this one, I actually have more of a coin flip game, to be honest, simply because it's a rivalry game. I think that it will be a tight one down to the end. But I have, in an upset, Michigan State winning in the big house in Ann Arbor. I know people look at last year's score and think oh well how is that going to be possible I'll tell you why I think the reason I say this uh, if you read my depth chart projections I got us going with Peyton Thorne at quarterback and then I think Elijah Collins is going to have a big day but Peyton Thorne I think is really going to come into his own in this game and you know he's a young guy Um, but I think that his skill set can do some things to this defense, this Michigan defense that lost a lot of pieces. Still early in the season. I think that helps a lot that we're getting them second game. You know, that, like I said before, they're breaking in a new quarterback as well. So we'll see, but that's what I got there. Michigan State over Michigan in week two. Week three, I have two games as well. I pretty much have two, two big games for every week. Um, this game was really hard for me to pick Michigan versus Indiana. second game is mSU versus Iowa. Those were the two really only big games on the schedule that week. Everything else you could pretty much guess who was gonna win pretty easily. Um, this Michigan Indiana game was really, really, really tough for me to pick and Actually, on the sheet that I'm looking at where I went through each week and did it, I have three, four. Yeah, I literally have four different winners. I went back and forth. I went one way, then I was like, nah, I got to go this way. Nope, let me go back this way. And I was like, nope, I'm going to go this way. But Indiana is a much improved team. They are going to be good this year if Michael Penix can stay healthy. That is the key here. However, I got Michigan getting an upset. Yes, I'm calling it an upset. I think Michigan will not be ranked after losing to Michigan State in week two, and I got them beating Indiana at Indiana um, to get their first win of the season at and be at one and two. Um, Second game, like I said, I got MSU versus Iowa. This game, I think Spartan's definitely lucked out this year, not having to go to Kinnick with fans, because going to Kinnick with fans is never fun for anyone. I don't care who you are. Um, but I this one, to say the least, uh, MSU starting out two and it was big. Now going to Iowa, I got them losing their first game there uh, versus the Hawkeyes, even though no fans. I think. You know, something's got to give. I said, when the schedule come out, oh, came out, I said, MSU is going to win at least one, maybe two, of Michigan, Iowa, and Indiana. They just need to win at least one of those, in my opinion, to get to four and four, two to get to five and three. Um, I got them. Currently at 1-1 one one in that stretch. That's the biggest stretch of the season. The the other ones, in terms of Rutgers, Northwestern, and Maryland, they should win those games. Give themselves three wins there. It's what of those three games can I get? I don't think they have a chance versus Penn State, Ohio State. I think they'll play them well to give Spartan fans some hope for the coming future. But, yep, that's what I got there. I got Iowa winning that one. Uh, going into week four, uh, the two games I picked out right here are Wisconsin versus Michigan and Indiana versus MSU. Um, the first one, Wisconsin versus Michigan. This is always usually a tight game over the last couple years. Uh, this year, I got Wisconsin winning that one. I think Wisconsin will be rolling at this point. They'll still be undefeated. I haven't really played anyone super Super good to that point yet, but I got Wisconsin winning that one at Michigan. Michigan State versus Indiana. This was a close one last year that MSU uh, squeaked out late in the fourth quarter. And I don't know. In my head, I went back and forth with this one, but I couldn't um, come to saying that Indiana will beat us. I couldn't do it. Give me MSU over Indiana. In week four, to close that out, going into week five, I really, really am trying to look to see if there's a second one I can talk about, but really not. The only uh, real game that I think will have any implications on the scheduling, and it's not even really week five, kind of, a, you know, not a lot going on. Indiana versus Ohio State. Ohio State's going to win this one, but I think Indiana uh, could give them, um, you know, some fits for two and a half quarters, three quarters maybe, uh, for a little bit. Hang in there. Uh, I know, kind of like MSU hung in there for like a quarter and a half last year. Um, But OSU, I still got winning that one for week five. Week six, uh, two games, Penn State, Michigan, and Minnesota, Wisconsin, to decide the West. Uh, Penn State versus Michigan, Penn State, like I said, think they're the second-best team in the conference, Um, even though at the end of the day their schedule won't probably say that, If uh, kind of spoiler alert right there, but their schedule won't say that they're the second-best team, but I think they are the second-best team uh, in terms of their uh, talent and who they are as a football team. Their record might not say that, though, is – What I meant to say, um, I have Penn State winning that one. Uh, Minnesota versus Wisconsin for the West. Uh, Very tough game. Same two teams that were in it last year. Uh, Last year, Wisconsin got it and got to Indianapolis. This year, Minnesota gets the win on the road to stay undefeated and get the win over Wisconsin to put them in sole possession of first place in the West, undefeated through six weeks. Week seven, two games in Ohio State, Michigan State. Ohio State, I think, will win that game, but I think Michigan State will hold them for like two and a half, three quarters maybe, uh, to give maybe not even so much hang with them, but be able to move the ball, maybe get some stops on defense. you know, enough where it is giving hope for uh, the coming years for Michigan State and Mel Tucker. Indiana versus Wisconsin is the second game I got here. I think this one will be a really, really close game. I think (sighs) this was a tough one for me, too. I think... Even though there's no home field advantage really this year, there's a slight home field advantage. But they're playing in Camp Randall, which is always a tough place to play. Um, we know that from last year. Um, but I got to go with Wisconsin. If this game was in Indiana, I'd probably go with Indiana. Um, I Give me Wisconsin in that one. Week Eight really only two games on the schedule that will mean anything for in terms of positioning uh, any of that jazz Uh, Michigan State Penn State at Beaver Stadium State College Uh, Penn State will win this one but kind of the same thing as the Ohio State game I think uh, given the talent on offense I think uh, MSU will be able to hang in there. Still the fourth quarter, but, you know, on the road, big game, I think maybe, um, you know, might struggle a little bit down the stretch in a close game, even though early in the season they got the close road win versus Michigan. But uh, Penn State, I think, uh, second best team in the conference, as I keep saying, give me Penn State in that one. And then Michigan versus Ohio State. Uh, This, I don't think it's a question, Ohio State's going to win this game, but um you know that's always supposed to be a big game every year um and besides that there really re- isn't any other games that will sway the schedule the only one would be Purdue versus Indiana and i have Indiana winning that one um if Purdue would have won i think they would have could have they would jump Iowa in the standings but i got Indiana winning that one at home So after all that, let's take a look at the standings of the games that I just talked about and predicted. The East, I got Ohio State going 8-0. I don't think that is a shocker or surprise to anyone. Penn State, I got it number two at seven at one, only lost being to Ohio State. Michigan State, kind of a surprise team given everyone doubting them this year. And, you know, new regime in there, all that jazz. I got them five and three. Indiana right behind them, I got it four and four. Um, I think they'll have an opportunity to win five, six games. But. In some of the close games, I got them coming in at four and four. Michigan at number five, at three and five. I think they got the second toughest Big Ten schedule besides Nebraska. That's the reason for that record. Uh, Number six, Maryland, I got at one and seven. And Rutgers at number seven. Maryland six, Rutgers seven. Uh, Maryland one and seven, Rutgers 0 and eight. Uh, No need to really explain those two there. In the West, I got Minnesota at 8-0, Wisconsin 7-1. Those are the two. Uh, Same two as the East and the West Uh, in terms of records right there. Only lost is the second team to the first team. Uh, Number three, I got Iowa at 4-4, and number four, I got Purdue at 4-4 as well. And the reason Iowa would be ahead is Iowa won the Week 1 matchup over the, the Boilermakers. Nebraska coming in at number five with a very tough schedule at two and six. Northwestern coming in at six at a two and six record as well. Nebraska won that matchup though, so that is why they are five. And Northwestern Wildcats are at six at number seven. Give me the Illinois fighting Illini at one and seven. So, yep, just to re cap that in the east i got ohio state penn state michigan state indiana michigan maryland and rutgers in that order one through seven the west uh, minnesota wisconsin iowa purdue nebraska northwestern and illinois now we're going to take one quick break and then when we come back I'm going to be talking about the week nine the plus one games the big 10 championship and then the 2v2 3v3 4v4 all that jazz right when we come back so we'll be back in a sec all right, so the week nine games, the plus one games, however you wanna say it, um basically after the eight game regular season, the one seed from each division will be playing in the big Ten championship uh that doesn't change, but then, to add a ninth game for everyone, uh the two seed will be playing from the east will be playing the two seed from the west, three seed versus the three seed. And so on and so forth. So here are the matchups for those games, according to my predictions and standings. Big Ten championship, I got Ohio State versus Minnesota. Uh, That game, I got Ohio State winning that one going into the college football playoff. The 2v2 game, I got Penn State and Wisconsin. And that game, I have Penn State narrowly winning that one. 3v3, I got Michigan State playing the number four seed, the Purdue Boilermakers, because we played Iowa during the regular season and lost to them. So in that case, we have to flop and play the four-seeded Purdue Boilermakers. And that game, I got Michigan State winning that one. Uh, 4v4 is Indiana versus Iowa, Indiana being the four and the three being Iowa. Um this game is to me Indiana beating Iowa. 5v5 Michigan versus Nebraska. I think Michigan will win that one. Maryland versus Illinois. That's a that's a weird one, but I think Illinois will get that win. Uh 7v7 is actually 7v6 as well as uh Rutgers versus Northwestern because Rutgers played Illinois during the regular season so that game i got northwestern winning that Rutgers finishing the year with zero wins not too surprising so after those the final records uh the standings do not change no one would jump anyone uh so they would all still be the same one through seven there from my original predictions so that is probably gonna do it for this one so a lot of different takes I know I am probably a little bit higher on Michigan State than most but like I said I think that they do have some talent in there it's just utilizing them and you know staying with the right energy throughout the season and not um hopefully not sustaining any serious injuries obviously any of that um Ohio State I think is the best team in the conference Penn State I think is right behind them even though uh Minnesota will also have the same record and Wisconsin will be right there as well um yeah I think the bottom three teams are definitely Maryland Rutgers and Illinois I don't think that's a real shocker to anyone but uh yeah but okay so thank you guys so much for listening um like I said, during this week, we will be having a Michigan State game-by-game breakdown, and then we will also be, that'll probably come out on either Wednesday or Thursday, probably Thursday, and then Friday, we will have a Michigan State Rutgers game preview. Hopefully, we'll maybe, we probably have a duck chart by then, uh, unless we get triple Ord, or Ord in general, Um, in terms of the quarterback, we'll definitely be talking about that um what we can expect this saturday when the spartans finally take the field again so thank you guys so much for listening again make sure to go check out my socials twitter instagram um and then go go read my uh posts on uh wix.com or red cedar blog uh link uh will be in my profile, and it is also on my Twitter as well. You can check it out there. Um, and then also, yeah, make sure you're registered to vote. And that's about it. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's been the Red Cedar Podcast. It's ST, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Or, well, I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Peace out, gang. Go green.